This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello and welcome to Pop Vouchers, a pop culture podcast by The Straits Times. My name is Jen Lee and that is Yosem Joe. Fang <laughs> from Yancy Palace, all right? I'm Imperial Noble Consort Gao from Yancy Palace. How dare you call me what you just called me? Sorry, I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> in case you are confused, it's because Jen and I are dressed up in full Chinese Palace period drama today. Yes. I am an Imperial Noble Consort. From Yancy Palace, Gao Gui Fei. Uh, I am run of the mill. Uh, got my outfit from Taobao. Yeah, mill yeah. order servant. Maid yep. servant, servant from Taobao. Yes, <laughs> Qing Dynasty servant. And it shows. Yes. <laughs> hey, your friends one, okay? It's not even my own costume. <laughs> Sam Joe borrowed it from no, me. No lah, you look cute, you know that. In fact, you look a little bit like Huan Zhu Gege. Oh God, Huan Zhu Gege. Nostalgia, we'll touch on it. We'll touch on it. Anyway, what are we okay. here for today, Jen? Yeah, basically... The story of Yancy Palace or Yancy Gongryo was one of the hottest dramas. In fact, it was the hottest drama in 2018, right? Mm-hmm. One of the most Googled dramas of all time last year. Um, has been streamed over 15 billion times, you wow. know? So it's huge, huge, huge. But Chinese um, palace intrigue dramas, right? All these whole Gong harem dramas have been like huge hits for a while. Like, you know, in 2011, there was Zhen Huan Zhuan, my fave. Mm-hmm. I know Yancy Gongryo is your fave, but, you know, we have it different is. we have different tastes. Yeah, so... The thing is, despite it being so immensely popular, there has been a state crackdown on period dramas. And know, especially so especially they singled out Yancy Palace. They have pulled the product um the airings of Yancy Palace off TV. So you can't watch it on TV anymore. It is still available I on know. streaming. The yes. Audacity. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> I think it's Tanta Baotian. Tanta anyway. Baotian, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But I'm really saddened by this crackdown, okay? I mean, yeah. they, they cracked down on it for various reasons, but they, they you know, one of the reasons is the fact that they twist the, the historical narrative. So that's yeah. one of the things we're going to look at closer today, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Whether or not these shows actually portray um, historical... Um, characters, you know, characters mm. and 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 in uh, an accurate way, circumstances yeah. in an accurate mm-hmm. way. How much of it is fact? How much is how much is fiction? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to share with you our thoughts on the band itself and what it means, you know, for all these shows, mm-hmm. for us as Chinese people, for ch- the Chinese TV scene. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so why did the state media crack down? On Yancy Palace. Mm. So they list out five sins, right, that the drama had. So one is the pursuit of extravagant and luxurious lifestyle, you know, because the, I mean, you know, the it's Qing royalty dynasty. After yeah, all. it's royalty, you know, they all have like the best silk, the best teas, the best yeah. food, blah, 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 all yeah. this gold. Yeah, so they're saying that this, this extravagance and this opulence is bad for society. It doesn't reflect society's values, right. you know, it's not frugal and everything. And then another one is because of infighting and backstabbing. And scheming, oh, like yes. this, my favorite yes, part <laughs> because it's a lot of this scheming, like concubines, right? So they think that's also not good for society. Mm, they say that it deteriorates social values, yeah, right? social values, mm. and then it also sort of glamorizes the past lifestyle of Qing Dynasty, right? It glamorizes like the past rulers and mm. all of that, and. China is a bit sensitive to those kind of things. You know, they don't like it when you look back on the past fondly. They don't like that nostalgia because, well, 
it, the modern China and the Communist Party was built on tearing all of those things down. Right. So right. that's not great. And then also the fact that all the shows focuses a lot on commercial profits. Like they, and they earn, in fact, they do earn a lot of money. A lot of money. They're raking so, the chips. Yeah. And the Chinese government has been a bit, you know, ever since the Fan Pingbing tax evasion thing, it has been a little bit, you know, touchy on things like that. They don't want the entertainment industry to be so overly profit driven, to be so overly, you know, caught up in uh, the values of money instead of, you know, promoting what China wants them right, to all promote. all these capitalist values over yeah, like communist and more Confucian ones, right? Yes. Yeah. And also, another reason is that they twist historical narratives that Supposedly. they feel that they feel that it portrays a false image of these historical characters. Right, right. Yeah. So today, we're going to look a little bit at that, okay? The the false narratives and everything. And we'd just like to quickly say that actually, this crackdown has had some ramifications. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, production of um, period dramas have gone down a little bit. Um, because they because if they don't want to air your stuff or they keep delaying your drama, then you will be discouraged to make yeah, it. Why la. do I even bother, right? Yeah, like, why you know, bother? People may not even get to see it. Why take the risk, right? Exactly. So actually, the uh, production of period dramas have gone down a little bit in China. Right, in terms All of right. numbers, yeah. So speaking of one of the mm. reasons why they're camping down, right, they claim that, look, these dramas twist historical narratives, they tell mm. like a lot of untruths. So mm-hmm. now we're going to look at that. How much of these shows are actually fact and how much mm-hmm. is fantasy and fiction, all right? I think we'll all just like to say that people watching dramas don't really expect it to be true to history. I mean, it's clearly a drama. Yes. At one point, Wei Ying Luo summons the thunder or something. Lightning, or lightning. to strike Yu Taifei. Yeah, yeah and oh. I'm like, hello, that doesn't happen. We all know it, lah, you know. Of mm. course, creative liberties are taken. But one of the issues is that Qing Dynasty palace dramas are set in an era which did exist in history and are often based off characters who did exist. Yeah. So, um, and sometimes they do bring in like folklore of what happened to these characters. So when we look at Hui Fa Nara, right? Right. The step empress um, of Tianlong. Emperor. The step empress of Tianlong. She, she basically went from having everything to losing everything. Mm. She was empress. We know that. But there's very little historical evidence of her life you know a lot of traces of her have been uh, destroyed in history erased from history Um, she did not get a grave that belonged to her specifically when she died she was given a very bad funeral that Mm. was not befitting of her empress of her rank exactly yeah Yeah. and then like he took away all her servants and everything it was it was brutal okay it was pretty brutal so we know that uh, somehow the two of them fell out, right? Yes. Even though they were husband and wife, but they fell out mm-hmm. and he treated her like, you know, not so nicely towards the end of her life. And basically banished her to the Lengkong. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But nobody knows what actually happened. And yes. so a lot of these um, um, shows actually latch on to one particular narrative, which is the it's, fact that yeah. she cut her hair. She cut her hair. There is some, which is a big deal. There is some historical evidence that maybe she did, but yeah. we don't really know. Like, it's not very, very. It's not able to be verified. Cutting her hair, yes. by the way, for a wife to cut her hair in Manchurian customs is a huge taboo. It's a huge no-no. And for anyone to cut their hair, right. it's like cursing you to die or something. So exactly. it was a huge thing, okay? It basically says you are divorcing your husband. You yes. Know, which back in the day wasn't very uh, yeah. heard of. Another thing that we feel... And it's really funny. It's all the medical stuff. Yeah, yes. I love it. So, so okay, Hui Fanara, perhaps she cut her hair, perhaps she didn't. Yeah. But the medical stuff, we can surely say it's false. Yeah, I mean, okay, come on, guys. Like, you know, you know, we, some of us love our TCM, traditional Chinese medicine yes. and everything. Mm-hmm. But knowing what we know about, like, you know... Fertility. Uh, fertility. And everything and, and, now. And people's health and everything today. A lot of the uh, scenes portrayed uh, in these shows are really, really improbable. Do you want to give us an example? Yes, it 
was like, um, so this woman basically she didn't want this woman to have children. Mm. Um, the empress didn't want this woman to have children in Chen Huanzhuan, so she let her drink this medicine that keep her from getting pregnant for the longest time. Mm. And then when she got in trouble and she needed to get pregnant to gain favor with the emperor, the empress just said, "Drink this." And she yeah. immediately got pregnant. I know. I'm sorry. It's, what? It's like wow, pregnancy is so easy, is it? You yeah, know? <laughs> you don't just you don't just go from infertile to fertile in one day. Correct. It doesn't just happen. Same thing happened in uh, Yanxi Palace as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, when uh, Wei Yingluo uh, or like uh, Consort Ling, right, you know, mm-hmm. entered the palace and she actually didn't uh, want to get pregnant. Yes. So she secretly like you know um, drink some uh, herbs. Yeah, she drank Ugh. this like Bi Tai Tang or something. You know, yes, which yes. Uh, basically it means that like, you know she cannot get pregnant even you though stop she stop like, yourself spends, from getting. Pregnant, yeah, even though she was yeah. really popular with the emperor, if you know what I mean, especially in yeah. like, um, so <laughs> that's what happened. And then in another scene, like the Fucha Empress, mm-hmm. uh, oh my god, love her as well. Like you know, she really wanted to get pregnant, and like her um, servant, who later turns really evil, Erqing, okay, uh, Sitala Erqing, she actually gives her this pill, um, and 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 she immediately gets pregnant after that. It doesn't know? make any sense. You don't just get pregnant randomly. I know. I and know. then the best part is in Chen Huan Zhuan, there is one part where. The Empress doubts that Chen Huan, who is the noble consort, um, doubts that Chen Huan's kid is his. Mm. And it's actually not his. Spoiler alert, it's actually not his. (laughs) And so they went to test the paternity of the child mm. and they do this thing where you prick the blood la. then if the blood makes that means you are parent and uh, that means you are father and son right. if the if blood doesn't make then you are not father and son that has no scientific basis guys I know, like I know th- yeah let's talk about like forensic science and yeah, everything they it's just like what paternity time, but... do you know how long it takes to like do a paternity test you think it's just like <laughs> freaking uh, I prick my blood oh my god it makes us yes you are mine no it doesn't make sense so we guys. can all agree that some of these plot lines were Straight out, like you know, it was straight ridiculous. out of left field. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Yes. But some actually talking about ridiculous. Some real life events that did happen were ridiculous. Was in, insane. Yeah, yeah, were indeed insane, right? But real. But real, and they did happen. So, so it's not it's not completely uh, um unimaginable that mm-hmm. things like that can happen. If you like this episode of Pop Vouchers, uh, you can subscribe to us on Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or uh, go on to the Straits Times podcast channel. So like and rate us, and tell us what you think of our podcast. Going back to what's ridiculous but real in palace period dramas, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just to set the scene again. Yes, uh, and to explain why we're in these ridiculous costumes, which yes. I love. Okay. okay, so there, there is so like a lot of palace and trick dramas are based off like people scheming and backstabbing and doing stuff to one another. You know, beneath the surface. Yeah, and people are like, really? Do people do that no, last no, time? No, we got so drama last time, please. But unfortunately. It, it was that drama last time. Tell it was us. drama, mama. Tell me. For Spill example, the tea. for example, Empress Dowager Cixi, very, very, very famous Empress Dowager, who mm-hmm. basically was in part um responsible for the fall of the Qing Dynasty because she was so opulent and led such a crazy lifestyle. She was very upset when Guangxu, her, um, the emperor of that time. Uh, had a fae, had a concubine called Zhen Fei. Mm. And Zhen Fei was very close to the emperor, you know. And Zhen Fei was... And basically, Empress Dowager Cixi uh, wanted a lot of power. So she and, like, Guangxu Emperor were in sort of a power struggle. Mm. And Zhen Fei was on the side of the emperor. And Cixi was hella pissed at her, right? So eventually, when Pa Guo Lianjun, like, other, like, soldiers from other countries invaded China, um, Cixi took Guangxu and ran. And then... um. When she was running, she actually said, 
you know what? We are not going to bring Chen Fei because you know she's too young. She's going to be a lot of trouble. But we also don't want her to stay in the palace. And what if you know something happens between her and the foreign soldiers? So let's just kill her. <gasps> yes. And guess how they killed her? They killed her by pushing her into a well alive. No! And the ama- most amazing part of this story is this well exists. In the Forbidden Palace, you can actually go and see it. It is called the Zhen Fei Jing. It's literally called the Concubine Zhen Well. Wow, it's Because it's where she died. Yeah. In the end, like, I think her remains were gathered up from the well and she was buried somewhere else. Oh la. So God. she's no longer inside there. This but it's like some Japanese horror film. Yeah, like, rumours say it's haunted. China. Yeah, of course. Yes. I mean, hello, do you not watch The Ring? Sadako calling yeah, up the well. Hello. It's I, crazy. She totally haunts that place. Okay, so and these dramatic plot twists They were did happen. Totally, they did happen, you like, know. true, you know. What I really appreciate about shows like Yancy mm-hmm. and the rest of them is that they pay so much attention to historical detail. Mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. for Yancy when it comes to like the, the sets and the props and the Costumes, costumes you know yeah let's yes. talk a bit about that you know they really paid a lot of attention and you know for example the Manchu women they love flowers in their hair yeah. so like you mm. you know you have flowers in your hair right now Rong very hua. big yes uh, yeah Vonghua you know which is mm-hmm. actually uh, velvet flowers so sometimes mm-hmm. they would use fresh flowers but some of them also would use velvet flowers they would make from silk velvet wrapped mm. around copper wire and mm-hmm. they would like put it in their hair and it's like really nice animal and like um floral ornaments basically yeah. to decorate feathers as well feathers. Yeah. they mm-hmm. use kingfisher mm-hmm. uh, feathers to um, kind of like you know um, decorate their their, mm. their hairpins and accessories mm-hmm. you know it was all very very delicate mm-hmm. handicraft um, craftsmanship very ancient craftsmanship that now today in China only a few people you can count yeah. them on like you know uh, one hand it's almost it's almost gone tell us about the pearl cape the pearl cape it's yes. not actually a pearl cape that you are wearing which I am but... wearing yeah so yeah. That, um, in, in the Qing dynasty you know um, and uh, there was actually this uh, tradition of wearing this uh, what they call a yun jian which is cloud shoulder it literally translates into it's cloud shoulder la, yeah. it's, it's literally, literally a little like a, yeah a little mm-hmm. round uh, kind of like bib thing that you wear around your neck yeah you know mm-hmm. and um, my favourite character from Yancy she wore a very stylish one called uh, 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 it, it, it was made of pearls mm-hmm. and legend has it because I watched one of the interviews that the actress did and she said that you know uh, her character Gao Kui Fei right uh-huh. Uh, left it behind after she died and many years later when Cixi rose to power mm-hmm. you know Empress Dowager Cixi rose to power she actually wore the same pearl so she uh, inherited the pearl cape she inherited it from yeah. one of the earlier concubines so it's po- very possible that what they yeah. wore actually did exist did exist yes because th- there's so much evidence of the Qing dynasty now you can go to exhibitions museums and you can see a lot of their costumes yeah and in the paintings yeah. also you can see that's why you are wearing yeah. this night scarf Jan like I mean yes. this neck scarf night scarf I'm sorry this is a very ugly neck scarf but uh, yes I am wearing a neck scarf and it did exist it's cute you know for when you drool you can like uh, clean up after yourself this it's looks cute. like kindergarten kids drew it long. never mind okay okay anyway we digress so and you know the finger guards that they wear on the hands mm. to like protect their fingernails mm-hmm. and to also at the same time make them look more dainty which is why I am and more very weird today also more powerful like shows off their wealth like. exactly yeah. because a lot mm-hmm. of it was made of gold you know um, especially mm-hmm. if you're the empress and deserving of gold Okay, so, so a lot of these were accurate because mm. they were so well recorded right it was the Qing yeah. dynasty after it's all it's the closest to us uh, mm. only ended in the early 1900s so there's still a lot of I mean like in 2000 year 2000 there were still people who, who like lived during the Qing dynasty who existed so it's not that far you know that they could actually get reliable sources for to 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 study to research uh, mm. for their shows and dramas yep and the thing is there are a lot of Qing dynasty dramas so that's another thing that I thought it might be good to mention 
why is it that there are so many Qing dynasty dramas and compared to other dynasties? Because there are so many dynasties with harems. Um, in part, is because the Qing dynasty, as we said, is the closest to us, the most well-recorded, so it's the easiest to make dramas about them. Um, also, in part, because of the Huan Zhu Gege influence. So Huan Zhu Gege, like 20 years ago, was this huge Qing dynasty drama about this princess who gets lost and blah, blah, blah. It's a whole thing, right? And it replaced every single year in China without fail. It reruns every single year. So when that era feels so familiar to you, you see it all the time, right? Then it doesn't, um, it doesn't feel... I guess in part it cultivated cultivated popularity la, for that right. dynasty, and also um, this is one of the theories that people speculate why there are so many Qing dynasty dramas. The, during the Qing dynasty, the big outside the big threat to the Qing dynasty were outsider threats. You know, mm-hmm. was like Ying Fa Lian Jun was like British, French, um, you know, the Dutch and things like that. So those were outsider threats, la, You know, and it's very easy to do a drama that doesn't touch on that is still remains sensitive to what China is like today without touching on some ethnicity issues la. but in say the Ming Chao right in say Ming Chao which is the dynasty right before Qing which mm-hmm. also had harems the big threat was the Qing dynasty the big threat was the Manchurians right, and the right. Manchurians still exist today with the Chinese people they are part of China they are one of the ethnic groups right so to reflect their their, 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 their their you know to reflect their time and to reflect their struggles mm. it could actually potentially like dig up a lot of yeah, a, lot a lot of unhappiness yeah, yeah between the between the different uh, ethnicities right, so they yeah. rather not go there but they do go to the Qing dynasty and yes. we love a lot of these dramas so back to the band why are they banning yes, it and what I'm do you so think sad. what do you personally think is it I fair think... because at the end of the day these are uh, dramas but they're not mm-hmm. Documentary, so is it fair to hold them up to such historical scrutiny? No, of course it's not fair. I mean, history is there for you to. I mean, history is there for you to study. But dramas, you should interpret. You should take some creative liberties with it. And nobody, literally, no one is watching Chen Huan Zhuan and and Yan Xi Palace and thinking that all of these storylines make sense and will happen in real life. Mm. You know, I think we. I think you can give audience a little bit more credit, right? I think we are smart enough to filter out some of these issues yeah, that on, some of this is not true. For sure. I mean, on the one hand, you can understand, like, you know, um, the Chinese government's concerns, right? You know, mm-hmm. talk about um, hard work and fr- yeah. frugality versus mm-hmm. opulence mm-hmm. and decadence, everything. Obviously, they want to promote, like, good societal values. Mm-hmm. We know the Chinese are very big on, like, their um, policing moral behaviour right mm-hmm. now. They have their social credit system mm-hmm. and so on. Um, and, and you know, and a lot of these, um, they feel like, you know, all these opulent lifestyles also promote capitalism in a sense, which mm-hmm. is, you know... Um, not their values. Not 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 very communist values, yeah. to, mm. to say the least, you know. But come on, what I'm trying to say is that other modern shows, right, set in like, you know, the peasant yeah. day or, or any other era, uh-huh. they also promote like backstabbing and scheming and like, you yeah. know, uh, and, and like, you know, uh, career-minded people who are all about mm. the profit and everything, you know. So you need, you need some bad people, you need some, you know, tough shit to go down exactly. for drama to take place. Exactly. And I think that also a lot of bad behaviour in these palace dramas do do don't go unnoticed and they do get yeah, punished. You yeah, know? For example, you get struck by lightning. You get struck by lightning. <laughs> Which, by the way, was yes. a very common occurrence uh, in uh, in the Forbidden City back in the day because it was very lightning prone and uh, there were a lot oh of fires. God. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> or you get pushed down a while. Yeah, so not completely out of the ballpark actually. Yeah, yeah. and but, again, the thing is, if China's not going to make these shows, who will? Mm, if yeah. Chinese people don't take control and make shows about our own history and our culture and our heritage, who will make it for us? Right on, yeah. 
Yeah, you know? so... And then you let someone else take control of the narrative and like, yeah. you know what, next thing you know, they'll mm. be uh, whitewashing it like what they did with... <laughs> the Great War. <laughs> the Great War. And here's the other thing. Come on, like, you know, when it comes to censorship, mm-hmm. okay, when, when you say that you want to correct history, mm. you know, or when you want to um, um, tell the, tell, uh, make sure that whatever information that's being shared is accurate or like mm. right. I mean, I feel like that's a slippery slope to begin with. Yeah, you know, it, is, it is. You start now, what's next? You know, yeah. we already know that the upcoming uh, Madam Whitesnake um, adaptation yeah. is, 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 has also been pulled, right? It has been delayed for yeah. an indefinite amount of time. We don't know when it will come yeah. back on air. And Madam Whitesnake, as we know, is folklore. It's folklore. It's, it's not even like Imperial Palace. It's straight up fantasy. Right. So, so what are they trying to like, you know, police in this case? I don't really know, you know. And I- come on, we love the fashion. <laughs> The fashion, the, fashion, the and colours, the nails, the hair, and yeah. the scheming. The scheming, right? Yeah. And I think the fashion and all that also, like, it's just such an homage to our heritage and tradition. Yeah, you, know? you can see where the chi-pao evolved from, you know? It's exactly. It's so interesting. The one-piece yeah. Manchurian robes, like, that yeah. later became more and more tight-fitting to the chi-pao mm. we see today. And then the embroidery, oh, God, so beautiful. Yeah, so the same way that I guess a lot of us Peranakans enjoyed, like, you know, Little Nonya, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can see the craftsman- craftsmanship behind, like, the a lot lace. of... Exactly. Yeah, the batik. Yeah. So, that's very interesting. Like, soft power, you know, it's, mm. it's culture. And when you p- promote interest in your culture, I think that means something, you know, within China, outside of China, for the Chinese diaspora. Yeah, and we so. do know that a lot of people, you know, I mean, what? hello, it was the most Googled sh- TV show yes. of 2018. Okay, yes. so you're talking about people, not just in China, mm. but outside of China, mm. having showing such interest in your... Um, in stories that come from your country and yes. from your history and from yes. your heritage. Like, I feel like that's something um, that's worth embracing, you know. Exactly. I mean, if Singapore could have something like that, people so interested in our history, yes. you know, I, I would, like, kill for that. Maybe. Yeah. Wrong we have, choice, but we you have know what I mean. enough Mary Queen of Scots. We need more. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> we need more Yen Jen just, like, uh, yanked her headdress off accidentally. Are you okay? I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. And that's it, okay? <laughs> that's your dose of pop couches for this week. <laughs> On that note, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, if you have any feedback, uh, you know, write in to us at podcast at sbh.com, the SG. Also, yes. tune in to our other, our other episodes. We talk a lot about K-pop, J-pop. We talk Oscars, about Oscars. Sungri, the Sungri scandal, Michael Jackson. Yeah. And many more to come. Let us know what you want to hear next. Okay, I'm ending this very hastily because my hair is all over the place. But that was Yo Sam Joe. Kao Kui Fei, you mean? How dare you? No. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> and that was Jen Lee. And we are Pop Vouchers. That's it for this week. Goodbye. That was an SPH podcast. Find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and streaming on Google Home. Do send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at straightstimes.com and bt.sg.